Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. And I want us just to stay there for just a moment because I want you just to just feel the power of the cross this morning. That's what we're going to be teaching on today, just the power of the cross because the cross is truly what makes you alive. Get a Bible. We'll just stay standing because I, I want us just to be uh, in reverence for God's word and what he wants to do right now in this moment. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. And by the blood of the, his cross, everything, everybody say everything. Say in heaven and earth. Do you see that? Everything. All of heaven and all of earth. Look, look what it says. Everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself. Do you get that? By the blood of his cross. Everything in heaven, everything in earth is brought back to himself. Back to what? It's original intent. Restored to innocence again. Is that not good news? It's amazing news. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadow of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. That's what the cross was. We had a big connection problem. Oh, can I get a connection? You know, we had a big connection problem. And he connected us back to himself. We could not connect ourselves back to God. He had to send Jesus to do that. It was the cross that did that. He reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. I say this every week, but I think the saddest thing is so many of us are content to dwell in the presence of God for one minute, two minutes, three minutes, when we have full, complete access to God. And we can dwell in his presence for hours if we want to. We could dwell for minutes. We could dwell for days because of what the cross has done. And now, everybody say now. Turn to neighbor and say, that means this moment. Turn to the other neighbor that you didn't choose and go, that means this moment. Now, there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy. He sees you as flawless. He sees you as restored, if indeed you continue to advance in faith. Assured, somebody say assured. We have assurance. 
Assured of a firm foundation to grow upon, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel. Never be shaken from the cross that you have believed in. And this, and this is the glorious news that I preach all over the world. And so now I want you just to close your eyes for a moment because I want to speak this prophetically over you. This whole entire passage. I want you to, 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 to view this passage that I just read as God saying this to you. God, Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're all in heaven. And do you know that it says that Jesus is interceding, Jesus is praying, like the Holy Spirit is, 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 is bringing requests to Jesus. Jesus is bringing our requests to, to God. So if they're all praying for us, then our goal is in life is to go, what are they praying and how can I get in on it? And you know what? So many times they're praying the word. So I want you to receive this passage as they're praying this over you. It says, beloved, because you're his beloved. That's how he looks at you. Imagine him say this over your life. We want you to dwell on the beauty that by the blood of the cross, everything, including you, on heaven and earth has been brought back to us brought back to its original intent. It's restored. It's innocent again. Yes, that is you. Even though you were distant from us, living in the shadows of evil thoughts from within and from without, living out actions not of us, that's why we sent Jesus and he gladly went. And he reconnected your heart and all of you back to us. And he has now released supernatural peace to you. Through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf. So that you would dwell in our presence. And now, beloved. This is so good. It's like he's laughing in heaven. He's like, just wait till what I'm about to tell you right now. Come on, just hear them just like laughing. They're just like giggling like little kids. They're like, it's so awesome what we did for you. I can't wait to tell you. This is so good. There is nothing between us. Anything that you think is between us is not, it's, it's already taken care of. Jesus died, killed it off. So don't be bringing that crap up here. Done. There's nothing between us. Nothing between you and Father. Nothing between you and the Holy Spirit. Nothing between you and Son. We see you as holy. We see you as flawless. We see you as restored. And we pray that you would never be shaken from this unbelievable standing that you now possess. For this is the hope of the gospel. And we pray that you would now go and preach this glorious news all over the world, all over your home, all over your workplace tomorrow, all over Nashville, all over the whole entire world to bring thousands and thousands of people to me. Your word is so good. May we not just read your word. May we ingest your word. May we pray your word. May we it just speak to us. May we realize that it is your word that is alive and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. It is your word that flows from us, God. And it is your word that brings many people to salvation. It is your word that will be preached this morning in your name. Everybody said amen. Come on, clap for God. He is good. You can be seated. You can be seated. You can be seated.
So now let's go through this passage practically. What does it mean? We've read it. It's been spoken over you. How good is that? Just having like the word spoken over you. You know, Brad and I, man, we like to kiss, we like to kiss the Bible. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm just like, the Bible is so good. I mean, I, this morning I got it out. I was just like, you're so good. I love you. So good. Colossians 1, 20 through 23 starts out. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth has been brought back to himself. So here's what I want you to do. If you're taking notes, I want you to just write these things down. This is what God gave me when I was spending time with him this week. And by the blood of the cross, just simply write that at the top. Or write that in your notes. By the blood of the cross. By the blood of the cross. Because there's things that you need to declare over your life every day. There's things that you need to declare over your life through the week. And these are things that you could declare over your life. By the blood of the cross. By the blood of the cross. Everything on heaven and earth has been brought back, has been brought back to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everything on heaven and earth has been brought back. There was this chasm. There was a divide because of the effects of the fall, because of the effects of sin. And then through the blood of the cross, everything was brought back to him. There is nothing on the face of this earth that cannot be brought back to God. Isn't that good news? Because maybe for some of you, you sit there and you go, oh, man, my cousin Billy, like there's no way that Billy's ever going to be brought back to God. Not according to the blood of the cross. By the blood of the cross, your cousin Billy in his state right now can be brought back to God. Amen? There is nothing that cannot be brought back to God. There's none of you that are in here that you've ever done anything bad enough or anything that, that, that could not bring you back to God because of the blood of the cross. According to verse 20, it says the cross brought um, everything back to its original intent. So I want you to say, by the blood of the cross, by the blood of the cross, I've been brought back to my original intent. What was God's original intent for you and me? It was for us to be in his arms, in his family, restored to be able to have access to us. He created us because he wanted a family. He created us because he is love. And if God is love, then God always has to have something to love, right? A God that doesn't have anything to love cannot be really love. And so it is so amazing that from the very beginning of time, you had Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They were three in one, and they were all loving one another. And then they decided that, hey, we're going to create humanity because we love each other so much. Let's just share the love. Show me the love. Not show me the money. Show me the love. Come on. And then the fall happened. And there's this chasm. But what does God do? He brings us back to our original intent. According to verse 20, it, he, he, he restored me and made me innocent again. The, the, the cross, write that down. Because of the blood of the cross, I have been restored and made innocent again. There's some of you that you did something in your life that took away your innocence. Your body still feels it. Your mind still feels it. Your soul still feels it. You say, I'm not innocent. And if that's you, can I just encourage you for just a moment? Because that means that you're not walking in the fullness of the cross. Because according to Scripture, 
by the blood of the cross, everything in heaven and earth has been brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Restored to innocence again. Maybe somebody, you had something that just happened into your life and, and it took your innocence. It robbed you of your innocence. And I want you to know that because of the blood of the cross, this is so good. This is such good news that you can look to Jesus and because of the blood of the cross that that innocence can be restored to you. It may be a process of getting it back, but it can be restored to you. Because he looks at you as that child, that perfect child, no matter if you're 45 or if you're 7 or if you're 15 or if you're 23 or however old you are, he wants to, he died by the blood of the cross that you can be restored back to your original intent because some of you are living in anxiety and depression and all of these things. You go, I can never be restored. And God is just saying, yes, you can. You do not have to live in anxiety. You do not have to live in what your circumstance is because I have brought you back to your original intent. Would you believe the power of the cross, beloved? Would you believe that it's true? Would you really believe that it's true? Would you really believe that I am who I am and that I can do what I say I can do? Would you really believe that the work of the cross has freed you, that it has brought you back to its original intent and you can be innocent again? Would you believe that today? Because I think you'd walk out of here a whole much lighter, a whole lot lighter. I think you'd walk out of here a a lot more confident. The cross reconnected because of the, the blood of the cross, by the blood of the cross, The cross reconnected my heart to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Look what it says. In verse 21, it says, Even though you were once distant from Him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, He reconnected you back to Himself. He reconnected you back to Himself. How did He do that? Jesus, John 15, He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do no thing. By the blood of the cross, there was this branch that was lying by the vine. Jesus picked it up and reconnected it back to its source. It was dead. It was shriveled up. Living in its own way in trouble because it just said, you know what? I think I'm better off over here doing my own thing. It was good for a couple days. Look at me. I don't need the vine. I'm fine over here. I still got some fruit on me. Look at this. Look at this. I got some grapes on me. This is good. This is good. And slowly, one by one, those grapes begin to shrivel. Slowly, one by one, those grapes begin to die. Slowly, one by one, the fruit begin to fade. And he started to see, wow, this is not so great, me just being over here, not attached. Man, I do need that connection again. How am I ever going to get it back? Maybe that's how some of you feel, or maybe you know somebody that's that way, and that's why you've got to go, and you've got to go to them and say, by the blood of the cross, let me connect you to the vine again. By the blood of the cross, he reconnected you to the vine so that you could truly live, so that you could truly live, that his goodness, that his love, that his righteousness, that his mercy, that his faith, 
that everything that he is, so are we in this world, according to 1 John. And he says that everything that I am will flow through you, and now you will truly live, and you will never walk in darkness again. You don't have to be on the ground without the vine, because I will reconnect you by the blood of the cross. Amen? And you will live again. He has reconnected our hearts to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. By the cross, the cross brought me back into the presence of Father. Verses 21 through 22. It says, He released a supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of His own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in His presence. In His presence. It brought you back into His presence. The cross released supernatural peace to you. Oh, man, some of you just need some supernatural peace. I know I do. So many days we live in this chaotic world all around us, right? And we need peace. And we don't need peace. Jesus says, I didn't come to give you peace that the world gives, peace that is here today and gone tomorrow, peace that is based on my circumstances, peace that's based on my bank account, peace that's based on who likes me and who doesn't, peace that's based on my likes on Instagram or my thumbs up on Facebook or whatever it is. I've come to give you true and everlasting peace, a peace that is from above, a peace that is not based on your circumstance, but on who I am for you. That's what supernatural peace is. That's the peace that we need. That's the peace that we're longing for. That's the peace that will really fill our souls. And by the blood of the cross, he came to give us supernatural peace. The cross released supernatural peace. The cross allows me to dwell in the presence of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. According to verse 22, that you would dwell in his presence. I already mentioned that earlier. To dwell in the presence of of God. Here's something that I think is interesting that I think that we need to stop saying as Christians. I think we need to stop saying, I'm longing for you, God. I'm so desperate for you, God, because you're only desperate for something that you don't have. We're only longing for something that we don't have. I'm only longing for love for my wife if she doesn't give that love. Morning longing for a hug for my kids if I don't receive that hug. But if every day I'm abiding, I'm connected, right? I'm dwelling in the presence of God, then I don't have to go around being like, I'm so desperate for you, God. Like, yes, in our heart, in our soul, we long for God, obviously, right? Like, I, 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 you know, I, I long to be with Ashley even when I'm with her because I love her. But our language is so important. I don't think Jesus was walking around going, I'm so desperate for you, Father. Because he was always full of him. He was always full of him. He was walking in fullness. Jesus said that I've come to give you fullness of life, life abundant, right? And so why would I walk around saying I'm desperate for something? Like, like, no, 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 no. I am full of something, and there it comes out of me, and I'm living from that fullness, okay? Because I'm dwelling in the presence. That's why it's so important for you to dwell in the presence of God and not just kind of have a little powwow like you do at work, right? You go in, you got your little powwow. Hey, guys, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to do this, this, this. Here's our goals for the week. Let's hit it. Let's go. Boom. And you don't ever go back in to the conference room ever again that whole entire week. You got your assignments. That's not the way the kingdom works. 
He didn't die the blood of the cross for us just to have their little powwows. <laughs> he did it so that we would enter into his presence daily and dwell in his presence. There's days where with my kids, like uh, yesterday, my, uh, my two boys, they had the same birthday two years apart. And so yesterday was their half birthday. They're like, it's our half birthday. What are we going to do? I'm like, uh, go get some donuts or something. I don't know. What do you want to do? All day they were like, hey, we got to go do something. We got to go do something. And, and, and all day I was just with them. And that was the best for me. It was just being with them. It, it doesn't have to be an hour long, like on your knees prayer session. Dwelling in the presence of God, it can be that, and I think that's good. But dwelling in the presence of God is, is even when I'm in the gym and, and, and I'm like just getting swole. Come on, look at me, right? You know? It's like, Holy Spirit, let's do this. Come on, get me through it. I'm on step five. I need to go. I need some power right now. Come on, I need some dwelling. I need some presence in my life to pick up these weights and keep doing these burpees and all these other stuff, right? But it's just fun. And, and in my head, you know, some people be like, you're, you're really praying that the Holy Spirit will empower you to get through this set? Yes, I am, because I need that. But I think God loves it. He's like, look at that. That's my boy. Down there asking for me while he's working out. That's awesome. I love that. Look at that. That's my girl over there. She's at work, man. She just asked me to be with her right there. I'll be with you. I love it. I love to dwell with you. That's why I sent Jesus was so that I could dwell in with you and you could dwell with me all the time. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? About the blood of the cross allows me to dwell in his presence. Because of the cross, there is nothing between me, Dad, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I think he loves it when he calls us Abba, when, he call, when, he, when we call him Abba, Dad, Daddy. Because of the cross, there's nothing between me. I, I, I just want you to close your eyes, and I, I just want you to think about that thing that you think is between you and God. And I just want you to, to know that, that that's a false narrative. You know, one of the, the, the main lies that I've been just casting out, I, I, I've been um, just renouncing over the, the last couple of days and over the last couple of weeks of just going like, like that narrative that plays in my head is not from you because by the blood of the cross, that narrative is now dead. It no longer has to exist because by the, the, the blood of the cross, you have told me that there's nothing between me and you and that there never will be, that nothing can separate me from the love of, of Christ. That nothing can separate me from the love of the Father, not height, nor depth, nor anything, nor principalities, nor evil, nor anything in this world could ever separate me. And so I either believe that or I don't. And so don't live in the presence of the Father like you are separated because Christ died by the blood of the cross so that you would have nothing between you and them. They're like, Jesus died to take all of that away. To take all of that away. There's nothing between us. You know what I believe? Because of the cross, God is not sin conscious. He is goodness conscious. 
like we sang this morning. Jesus deals with your sin. The Father's like, I sent Jesus to deal with your sin. We just got relationship over here. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. The cross allows Dad, Jesus, and Holy Spirit to see me as holy. See, that's what I'm talking about. That it, it clearly says it right there. There's nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. It allowed because of the cross, the cross makes me flawless and restored and holy in his sight. You see, see, that's either true or it's not. That's why I said he's not sin conscious because he sees you like that. That's either true or it's not. Either we're going to believe the Bible or we're not. What? That's who I am? What? That makes no sense. Yep. Too good to be true, isn't it? That means it's of God. In the kingdom, that means it's of God. In the world, too good to be true. Oh, in the kingdom, it's like, yes! Hello! Yes, God, you are awesome! Woo! Too good to be true. I'm flawless. I'm restored. I'm holy. How many people need to be walking around like that? Not all cocky, but you, better, but you need to be walking in your true identity. Too many Christians are confessing to negatives every single day. They're not confessing to the gospel. Stop confessing to your negatives and start confessing to the gospel. Start confessing that you are flawless. Start confessing that you are restored. Start confessing that you are made holy. Start confessing that you are a new creation. Start confessing that as he is, so am I. Let's start confessing the truth. Let's start confessing the gospel. And that will change the world because too many people around us in the world are confessing to negatives every single day. We are not a negative people. We are a kingdom people. So we confess to kingdom principles. We confess to righteousness. We confess to peace. We confess to life. We confess to joy. We confess to, to, to forgiveness. We confess to mercy. We confess to righteousness. We confess to all of these things that the gospel is. Come on, am I speaking in Portuguese? Or can we really give it up for what we confess to? The cross gives me an unbelievable standing, according to verse 23. And the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that I can never be shaken. I can never be shaken from this standing. And I possess this standing. I, here's what I want you to, to realize. He says, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel. And so I want you to just close your eyes for just a moment. And if you are a, a believer, then I want you just to confess to something. Just confess right now to go, I can never be shaken from this standing. Because of the blood of the cross. Not by my circumstances. Not by what may come tomorrow. I can never be shaken from this standing. Because this is my standing. This is my standing. This is my standing. May not be my state like we talked about last week, but it's my standing. It's my standing. May not be my circumstance, but it's my standing. 
It is my standing. I've been given an unbelievable standing. And may I never be shaken from the hope of this gospel, from the hope of the cross, from the hope of everything that the cross has given me, from the hope of everything that he's restored me to, from the hope that he has made me back into, brought me back into my original intent and restored me. And the cross gives me hope. And by the blood of the cross, it gives me hope. And it is glorious news for me and for all of the world for me to preach to. That's what Paul says. And this glorious news, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news that I preach all over the world. Hey, can I just tell you that what I just preached to you today from um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 23, that's what the world needs to hear. They've been restored, that, they, that God is not mad at them, that God created this plan through the blood of the cross that made them holy and flawless and beautiful, that brought them back to their original intent. That's what we need to be preaching. That's what we need to be telling our friends and our neighbors and our family members. Because is there a more beautiful story out there? I, I don't really think so. I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. Is there any better news? Like, honestly, is there any better news than what we just talked about today? <laughs> like, I don't think so. Bring me a better story, and I'll give you $100 next week. If you can't, then you owe me $100. How about that? <laughs> God, I pray that right now that you would enlighten our eyes to everything that we just talked about today. beautiful. You got to pray that if there are those in here today that they need to accept what the blood of the cross has really done for them. But this would be a moment that they would do that right now. They've heard maybe the gospel before. Maybe it's one of the first times that they've ever really heard it, but but this is the heart of the gospel, what you did on the cross. This is the effect. This is what we get to live in. And so, so first of all, if, if you're in here today and you go, I don't know if I'm really living in that fullness, but I confess Jesus Christ, then here's what I want you to do today. Whatever it is that's keeping you from, from really living in that fullness of what the Bible actually says about you and me, I, I just want you to, to, to say this. Just say, Holy Spirit, your word says that if I ask for more, that I will receive all wisdom and all revelation from heaven. So there's been something 
that has been blocking this fullness from happening in my life. And today you've awakened me. Just say that. Today you've awakened me. So what it really means to walk in fullness. Today you've awakened me that I'm flawless, that I'm restored, that I'm holy, that I am innocent by the blood of the cross in Christ Jesus, in the work of the mighty work of the cross. Just tell me. And renounce whatever it is that's in you that's keeping you from fullness. A false narrative, something that somebody did to you years ago, something, a situation that happened yesterday, whatever that is, I want you just to renounce it. I want you just to lay it and say, Jesus, this is why you died, to take things like this away. Because if I feel like there's something in between me and the Father, it's only because I haven't laid it down at your feet yet. And so I lay it down at the feet of Jesus so that I will walk out of here in my true identity as a son and daughter, beloved. As Jesus is, so am I in this world by the blood of the cross. And then if you're in here today and you've never accepted this beautiful message, then here's what I want you to do. I want you just to, to say, Jesus, this is too good to be true. I've been living in the world in my evil thoughts and actions. But by the blood of the cross, I have heard that you have come to restore, that you have come to set me free, that you have come to declare me innocent. And I accept the work of your cross in my life from this day on. Save me. Do everything that you just described in this passage. And may I fall in love with you more and more every day from this day on. You just said either of those prayers and just want to ask for more With everybody's just eyes closed, just, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Come on, just raise your hand. If you're asking for fullness, just raise your hand if you're asking for this message to be accepted in your life. Come on, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. So here's what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to stand. The band's going to come back up. And, and, and that song that we sang earlier today, it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. By the blood of the cross, that's why we can sing that. And so I, I want you to sing it like, like you've just had an encounter. That's our hope, that you didn't come to church and just have an encounter with, with people singing or, or, or some short white guy preaching. <laughs> we, 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 we want you to have an encounter with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father. 
that he would open your eyes and reveal to you just another layer of the beautiful gospel. That he would open your eyes and just reveal to you another layer of the cross. And I hope that's what he did for you today. And that you can take these things home and just apply them. And go by the blood of the cross. I've been restored by the blood of the cross. Whatever it is that you need to say to yourself. By the blood of the cross, it keeps getting better. And so that's how I want you to sing this song as we, uh, as we close today. By the blood of the cross, it just keeps getting better. Every day, every day, come on, every day gets sweeter. Every day gets better. Come on. Let's sing this. Come on. Because he, he lost his ability to praise. He cannot praise anymore. So when we praise in the middle of our circumstances, when we are saying, God, you are good, no matter what, it keeps getting better every single day. Like there is nothing. He cannot touch you when you enter into that. And so that's why we should be shouting, you are good. We should be shouting because the weapon formed against a Christian can stand when we are entering into his courts with thanksgiving and praise every morning. And praise, we can confess praise we confess thanksgiving we're not confessing our negatives we're confessing what the lord has done in our life we are confessing that and that's why every day gets better and sweeter it just keeps getting better because that is what we confess to